Hi, Amber. <laughs> Hi, Adrian. Hello, ladies. Welcome to Bad Movies Rock. Hi, Megan. Oh, boy. Welcome to Bad Movies Rock, where we have finished what we started. We've done the full you of Resident Evil. Yes. That will make sense later. It's it's done. We finished it. It's done, and and I feel a sense of of accomplishment. I feel mm-hmm. a sense of melancholy. I'm I'm trying to capture that feeling of you know an ending isn't really an ending. It's just a new beginning. But this just really feels like an ending, and it's making me sad. And that's all I have. I have on Wii. I, I guess I have on Wii to share with you. You're welcome. Sonic on Wii. It sounds like this. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm pretty on I'm on board with all of those feelings. How about you, Adrian? Oh, I don't know. There have been so many feelings. I don't know. I don't know if I feel sad that it's over. I'm really happy that I finally got to see the last movie. That's true. And part of it is because I've been I've been pushing to do Resident Evils for for most of 2020. I wanted to watch Resident Evil. Yes. And then we finally started and I finally, I mean, I I had access to the final chapter. I wanted to watch the final chapter. I could have spent the 3.99 to rent the final chapter at any time, but I really really wanted to watch it with you guys. So, life goal attained. Excellent. <laughs> it was lovely too. This this was my Olympics. <laughs> it was beautiful. Yeah, we all went into this one with fresh eyes, so that was very exciting. Yeah. Meaning, meaning none of us had seen it. Is that what you mean by fresh eyes? I like do our mean eyes that. weren't, yes, our eyes weren't exhausted by... from having seen it before. <laughs> exactly, they weren't sullied fresh... by past Hold viewings on. of the same movie. Hold on, I need some fresh eyes for this. <laughs> You've already seen this movie. Well, you got to hit me in the head until I haven't. Oh boy. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. I. I. I would like to apologize to our loyal listeners who did not get an episode last week, but we really wanted to like do all the Resident Evils back to back and uh, yeah they should appreciate how it honors the timeline of the release of the films ah, that's right yeah. was it, uh, yeah, how I'm, long was it? I am five sure years. Five, yeah. five years I am sure for people who were following these movies closely and got used to seeing a new one every two to three years that waiting for the final chapter was like a lifetime yeah I, I it would be super we had to wait two weeks for it and it was painful yeah Agreed. So. We brought that feeling home. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. Yep. Which is so. why I would like to apologize for nothing. I have no regrets and I don't care about your suffering, if real or imagined. Perfect. Well, we kind of run the gambit of feelings towards our listeners then, eh? <laughs> Usually do. <laughs> oh, boy. They should be used to my cold indifference or active hostility. <laughs> Such a range. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. So this one, we, of course, had left um, last time we were um, ab- about to um, take on the zombies in the stronghold of the White House. Wesker had given Alice back her powers. We had um, a clone child and we had Ada there and we probably had someone else that I can't remember there. Um it doesn't matter who was there because they're not there anymore, nor do we get to see this fight. We, um, the beginning of this movie is Alice having survived this fight and then um, trying to um, figure out 
how to uh, get back to Raccoon City because she has been told by the Red Queen that there is a cure in Raccoon City that she has to go and get and release into the air. She finds some friends along the way. And uh, yeah, they go to get that uh, that antivirus and they do and they release it in the air. And guess what? The zombie apocalypse is now over. Eventually, when the air streams bring the antivirus to your face. Mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. end. And she, she's given a literal ticking clock by the Red Queen. <laughs> she has, I believe it's like 36 hours to get from uh-huh. D.C. to Raccoon City or so that the 4,472 people left alive on the Earth aren't, aren't murdered by the Umbrella Corporation. Right. So I guess there's like... Are, are there like troops out there just like murdering the rest of the survivors is that supposed see that's to- the question if if or, okay so she she makes it down to the like the literal seconds it's we're not yeah. talking hours left she has she has literal seconds left on this clock that she's been given so either it was going to be a coordinated strike that was going to happen like all at once like when the timer stopped or she saved 20 people i don't know i think that we're so at the very end of the film, when the Red Queen is talking to Alice, after Alice has halted the zombie apocalypse, at least in her immediate vicinity, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> the Red Queen basically, from from what she says, I really think she's saying that she was going to have to strike all of the remaining human outposts. It does seem that way. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Which is crazy because it's kind of like, well, if that's what was going to happen when Alice broke into the hive, why not just hit strike now? Like, why would Isaacs or Wesker be like, hmm, let's keep our 36 minutes from now plan because it is the precision that is required for my evil genius? Like, uh, uh, sure. Why yeah. not? They, there's, it's, it's, the apocalypse is like a Swiss clock. You yes. just, you got to go with precision. Can't mess with those gears. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That almost explains it. Yeah. Excellent. Yep. So yeah, she uh, yeah, there's uh, oh, and she wasn't actually infected with her powers again. They also took that away from us. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the whole end of the fifth movie didn't actually happen and was a trap. It was a trap. Yes. But Obviously. she is still going to do the final battle for humanity thing. The reason that they couldn't make the movie that was the battle in DC, they could not make this movie because. Wesker would have been in it so much that it wouldn't have been worth watching. <laughs> You're probably right. I contend that they did make the movie and it is somewhere in some basement that, uh, and I think you're probably on the nose with like, oh, but there was a sunglasses guy was in it so much that it just, we can't release this shit. <laughs> Paul and Mila, wa- M- Mila watch it on their anniversaries. They just cuddle exactly. up under the blankets. They drink bubbly. They watch the lost Resident Evil. Oh, I want to be invited to that. It's very cozy. Mm-hmm. Resident Evil. Resident Evil retcon, I believe is what Michael called it. The final <laughs> <Yes>. chapter. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. They just yeah. they just decided to kind of... Honestly, I feel like they actually decided to commit to story behind action. Yeah. Unfortunately, they hadn't really committed to that leading up to this. So right. when they decided to pull the story together, they were like, oh, none of this is going to work. Let's just redo. Yeah. It's explainy ish. 
<laughs> like we we've got a little magic going on. Like mm-hmm. here's here's some nuggets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh yeah. The, no, I thought it was the, great. I liked the nuggets. It was just a lot of it had was complete reversals or just kind of a fuck you to the stuff that had happened in movies two through five. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yes. I feel like Apocalypse, as much as I love Resident Evil Apocalypse, I feel like that's the most forgotten movie. And there's all these little things within that movie that that are so convenient and just so outrageous. I mean, if there's a double craze ball scale, it's on the double craze ball scale. But like that I feel like that's the most forgotten film. And so I, I watched a little bit of it um, just to kind of see kind of the elements that were missing and things like that. I mean, people have written like whole theses about like what's missing from this film that was in the other films. And I don't want to recap any of that. But like even even the simple fact that the only cigarette we ever see Alice smoke <laughs> is in Apocalypse. That's all you need to know. <laughs> and it's in the best scene in the whole franchise. Oh, still makes me so happy. <laughs> so Apocalypse is the one cigarette of the of the franchise. Like this is, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I I love that. I I think that's beautiful. I feel like that encapsulates it just perfectly. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, hey Amber, what did Metacritic have to say? Critics forty nine. This is the best reviewed Resident Evil vis a vis. Metascore of of all the Resident Evils at, at forty nine, and the users gave it fifty one. Vis a vis, vis a vis. Yeah, I, um, it was thirty seven for Rotten Tomatoes, the critics, and forty eight for the audience score. Um, yeah, and I think it was it was the the highest critics, but not the highest audience score. Definitely not the highest audience score. But yeah, the critics were actually like New York Times has it in sixty, L.A. Times at sixty. There's there's green reviews, 75, 75, 83. Roger Ebert gave it a 75. I mean, yeah. it's, it, it, I mean, they're, they're basically, they're ridiculous. Yes, it's ridiculous. But, but they, it had enough good action and silly story that people were like, yeah, here's an action movie I like. Here's a genre movie I can get behind. This is entertaining. It's not going to be brain bustingly amazing, but, I feel like it managed to recapture some of the brilliance of the first movie. And I feel like the same critics who probably didn't like the first movie as much seem to like this one better, almost like they were in a better place to appreciate what it actually had to offer. <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel like if they'd gone back and watched the first movie after watching this one, and they're like, oh, I wasn't fair. That was actually a pretty good movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think... I think it's hard to decide who they made this movie for. I feel like maybe they made it for themselves. Like all of the things that they didn't quite write into the other movies or didn't quite like or, you know, how exactly, you know, you go from Dr. Ashford to Dr. Marcus, but really they're the same character, right? Just with a different name. Um, Mm -hmm. I I feel like maybe there were some things they wanted to close up or, or, or thoughts that they had that they needed to complete. But I don't feel like this movie is for either like the video game loyalists or the f- movie franchise loyalists, if there are such a group. Um, I think they just they just wanted to make a good movie. So they just went with their story and they told that story, put it on screen, made Alice look amazing doing it. Mm, um, I really like how um, they, they didn't play with the, like the sexiness of Alice. They just let her be yep. a warrior. 
Yes. Um, and I think that in itself does justice to the character because if I had to see one more woman in a video game outfit running across the screen with guns strapped to her thigh, I mean, yeah, absolutely. I don't know yeah. what I would have done. I, I, I absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I really didn't find myself thinking about what she was wearing and that was like a huge relief. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because in every other movie, you notice what she's wearing, you notice when she's not wearing anything, right? Yes. This was, like, it was, I don't want to say darker, but it, it did feel more serious. Like, the stakes were more intense. Like, the hits would actually do damage. Like, it was, it felt like there were actual stakes in a zombie movie, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. which is impressive yeah. Yeah. for I mean, her. Alice lost some fingers. Can I? So here's here's a um a review that that bothers me and it's it it meta bothers me more than anything else. So uh the review is perhaps you need to be a resident evil completist to get the finer points of the plotting. Okay. So we all know this is ridiculous because we all know the plot in this movie is ridiculous and actually undoes a lot of the plot from the other movies. But th- my meta take on this is the frustration that like, if you haven't seen all the other Resident Evil movies, like, why are you reviewing this one? Like, I, this kind of thing bothers, I mean, and it bothers me with things like the Marvel movies where, like, you get the half of the reviewers saying, like, oh, this isn't for people who, um, you know, haven't watched all the other Marvel movies. It's like, at this point, that they're making the Marvel movies for people who have watched the Marvel movies. And, like, if you're a reviewer <laughs> that hasn't, like... Why would I ever listen to your review? Like, I, I guess I just don't see people who haven't seen at least some of the other Resident Evil movies what, are coming to watch the final chapter, I guess. I don't know. I can see wanting a movie, even if it's a franchise movie, to be watchable. To, to, to be an actual contained story that is well executed in a way where... You might not get the full impact of the story and the action and the moments and the set pieces that are meant to kind of key into the rest of the franchise. But coming to it with fresh eyes, without having any of that kind of behind it, it it should still be able to stand alone as a watchable movie. And so I, I can kind of see the value in having somebody come to it and say, well, this is kind of useless if you don't care. And that that is information. Like it, it kind of says that this isn't really a well-created story with characters you can invest in. It's a story that's leaning really heavily on the stuff that came before it. And I think that's that's true of a lot of franchises, but I also think that maybe you can hold it to a higher standard and kind of say, you should be able to still tell me something movie without me having to watch the past 18 plus hours of content. Like, maybe I only give a shit about Black Panther, okay? Maybe I don't want to fucking watch The Avengers. Maybe I just want to get down with some Guardians of the Galaxy. And I feel like you can do that without having to kind of go back through. Yes. Uh, Yes, you're right. But I also agree that, yeah, for the most part, it's not being made for the person who's just going to roll up on it. (laughs) What's this end game thing I keep hearing about? (laughs) That sounds interesting. Who's this purple fellow and what's he into? (laughs) This, This movie as the end of the franchise kind of makes me think of like becoming a vegan cook. Right? Like, there was a point in time where I didn't want to compare what I was making or what I was eating to what I used to eat. Like, I don't want you to tell me if this tastes like chicken parmesan. I just mm. want you to tell me if it's good. 
Mm-hmm. Like, don't tell me what it almost tastes like or what it reminds you of. Just tell me if this is good. And if I hold this movie by that standard, you know, is it mac and cheese? No. Is it delicious? Yes. Then then I feel like as its own little like standalone nugget, I really, I don't know. I find my, I, I'm going to rewatch this one for sure. Yeah. Um, and, and kind of like reimagine the universe having always followed with the, this storyline. Yeah. yeah. It, it would be super interesting to rewatch the first one having given the storyline that they've come up with for the last one. Yeah. Critically, I feel like this gets it the closest. I, I think this gets the closest to what I think a reasonable score is. It's still lower than I think it should be, but it's not so low and the reviews aren't so slanted towards this is terrible that i think they're deeply inaccurate a lot of them seem to have enjoyed it or enjoyed pieces of it like enough pieces of it to think that this is watchable this is good this is really solid action jovovich is really crushing it visually it was pretty good and i feel like a lot of people are kind of talking about some of the good hand-to-hand scenes which i think were Mm -hmm. probably some of the best of the series oh yeah yeah when she's hanging by her foot and spinning oh, yes. around oh, so yes. and taking out five of the remaining 4,472 <laughs> humans. It's, yes. it's so good. It's so good. I yeah, just want to count down as she kills umbrella personnel. 4,471. 4,470. 4,469. <laughs> it, really, it really makes like Claire's, Claire's uh, rage moment so... Oh, God, So yes. much more potent. Like... You know that there's less than 5,000 people on the planet, and you know this man was manipulated by Umbrella, but you're still going to shoot him. You're still going to shoot him. Never break up with Claire Redfield, people. Yeah, don't do it. Good. Don't, don't do it. Do it. Also, okay, in terms of experience, I have to say that one of my favorite moments of watching this movie with you guys remotely was... Like right before we all muted our microphones, and Amber just went, Sony! Ah! (laughs) (laughs) Anything that was on the screen with like that music that was coming up or whatever, like the anticipation was just so high. Yep, absolutely. I hadn't seen it before. I got to watch it with the two of you. Like, the anticipation was so high. We press play. The music is so intense in the it's beginning. So much. And then it's, it's just great. a Sony. Yep. <laughs> just, I'm already there. You yep. already have me. <laughs> yep. And then I think there's, like, four or five other, like, title screens beyond Sony. Um, they just keep cutting to. Um and yeah, then, I'd like to imagine a future where, like, we watch this the next time I see you in person, and we just <gasps> we just scream all of the title screens during the music. <laughs> I don't know why that makes me okay. Happy. I'm gonna honestly say that mm-hmm. all of the things that people have kind of talked about in terms of like you know when we can actually see each other in person, this is the first time I've had that little like tug in my gut of like I want that. Uh-huh. <laughs> everybody keeps threatening to hug me or go traveling somewhere i'm like that sounds like a whole thing but this i can get behind yeah right yeah let's just... get together get away from everyone else uh-huh. watch this movie again and just scream at it <laughs> well I, Sony! I, mean, I would like to just watch him back to back to back like just like <laughs> spend a day a just a 
delightful, terrible day watching the catastrophe of these movies, like leaving briefly every once in a while to, to just walk around so we don't get like couch sores. And uh, yeah, just, yeah. Have a, yeah. Why not have a Resident Evil day yeah. at some point? We have to have acceptable throwable items for extinction so we can throw things at LJ the whole time. Yes, exactly. Oh some sort of yes. soft hmm. thing. Yeah, like little Nerf balls, like the ones that go in the guns. Yeah. Ping pong balls are going to be too loud, although that might be oddly satisfying because you get the clack without really any impact. We'll think about this. We'll figure this out. Yeah, we'll think about yeah. this. Vegan marshmallows because yeah. then we can just eat them afterwards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. We could come up with our own. I mean, we could make an LJ poster in which we could just like, like an LJ dartboard, maybe or something like that. Yes, excellent. Mm-hmm. We could anyway. practice knife throwing, just like Mila. <laughs> just yes. like. All right, so critics. I mean, you got closer than you ever have before. It's still too low. Honestly, this was pretty slick movie. I liked the story. I loved the action, and Adrian is one hundred percent right. Like in this. Mila Jovovich is just a fucking warrior. Yeah. Like, absolutely. no magic powers, no CGI, just mm-hmm. fucking... Half the time, she doesn't have weapons. It's just... Yeah, and I never think about her clothes. The most cleavage I see is on Claire. And the shirt, she just couldn't keep buttoning. It had to stop here, <laughs> below the boobs. Oh. Even in the apocalypse. <laughs> yep. There were more buttons, people. It wasn't mm-hmm. an issue of no buttons. Well, maybe they pulled. They got pulled off. You know, I could see the buttons. Fair. Okay. Fair. So hot this time of year in (laughs) Raccoon City, Michigan. (laughs) So true. And this this nuclear winter brought Mm -hmm. on by the explosion. There was how are they going to be living in that crater? Did the is it was it magic nuclear radiation that dissipates in six years? It's just fine. We're just good. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The T yep, virus, well, getting rid of all the trees in the water and then not getting rid of all the trees in the water also eats radiation. So as it turns out, you can just blow shit up willy nilly and the T virus just cleans it up. Yeah, that's kind of nice. I mean, part of the reason it was invented or deployed, global warming. <laughs> right there. They tell you. Isaacs tells you. That is that is the perfect, perfect intro into our beautiful discussion section. And I would like to start with just how beautifully they decide to explain how this all happened, like mm-hmm. why the apocalypse happened. If we're thinking in the first movie, well, this just some guy tried to steal the T-virus and did a bad job. And then Umbrella came in the second movie and did a bad job by opening it up and letting it out. He's like, oh shit, what have we done? Well, let's drop a nuclear weapon on it and get rid of this. Oh no, oh no, we say in this movie. No, 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 yeah. it wasn't a mistake. We knew what we were doing the whole time. If Ian Glenn... He didn't die in the third movie. That was just a clone. Yeah, just a clone. The real Ian Glenn was a co-owner of the Umbrella Corporation with Dr. Marcus, the guy who invented the T-virus. No, not the guy from the second movie. This is a different guy with a different daughter who also needed the T-virus to live. She had progeria. Yes. Amazing. I'm yep. in. Keep telling me these things. And, and by telling you mean literally <laughs> Mila Jovovich telling you in a, in a voiceover over the <laughs> delightful music at the very beginning. Yes. So like like a 10 minute voiceover right. with pictures. But yes. Exactly. Of course. You know, scientist guy, much like scientist guy in movie two, but it's not scientist guy in movie two, gets a conscience. He doesn't want the T-virus to get out and start killing people. Let's take it off the market. Ian Glenn. Oh, no, no, no. I'm going to put a bag over your head and murder you and raise your daughter. Also, I'm going to make your daughter into our AI system. 
So yes. your daughter is now a computer after I killed you. You're dead. She's mine now. She owns your half of the company. And also she's a computer. Yep. Excellent. Perfect. I'm loving this. Now what? Well, later in the movie, after Alice's beautiful voiceover, we find a secret file that was uploaded to the Red Queen. Oh my goodness. What's this file about? Well, it's Ian Glenn telling the Umbrella Corporation that, you know, the world's going to end soon. Global warming, famine, nuclears. I don't know, but it's going to be bad and it's going to be soon. People suck. I know what we should do. Do the apocalypse ourselves. We'll release the T-virus, kill everybody, leave the Earth's resources and infrastructure in place, freeze ourselves and go underground. Once the T-virus has killed everything off, we release the airborne antivirus and we resume the world. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's just us. It's sort of like Noah's Ark if it was just rich people instead of a crazy guy who said he could hear God talking to him. Yeah, the infrastructure in place is real questionable. Like, you you know whole cities were going to get burned to the ground. Have you seen LA lately? Nothing looked okay, man. Nothing looked okay. <laughs> Any buildings we've been in, in during this whole movie catastrophe has been, they, they are, they're in rough shape. Very yeah. rough shape. But, but the idea that if you really truly believed an apocalypse was coming, that humanity was dooming itself was on some some path that by all despite all curves and and turns would end up with the doom of the planet you would rather be in control of it and and preserve your consciousness or dna than than just succumb to it right that's yep. what he's playing on yep exactly so all the umbrella people freeze themselves and go underground and wait it out and apparently they then send their clones out to keep it going so yes. ian glenn in three clone ian glenn in six the first one also a clone you meet a religious zealot who thinks he's the original he's got a drawer full of alice heads because apparently there are still more alice clones roaming he's around driving around hijinks. taking out alice and he yeah. keeps them because you know he's totally sane He's got crosses everywhere. He's stabbing people. He's got a zombie army. He's driving around in a caravan for some reason. I don't. He's driving. He's driving a tank at a speed that the zombies can follow perfectly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. in, yes. With intent. He's he's leading yeah. a zombie army for reasons. Also a clone. The original cryo frozen waiting out the apocalypse. We right. know this because Wesker still alive. <laughs> Un yeah. And it's super unclear whether any of the Weskers we've met before were clones and that right. this is an unfrozen Wesker or if original Wesker has just been very, um, yeah, very resilient. Yeah. Is this a bullet dodging Wesker? Are right. we just forgetting about that? Right. Is this Matrix Wesker? Because he does not do any, like, transforming in this movie, right? He's he's no. He's no. not, like, doing his quick moving or his, like, Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't absorb several clips of bullets and then get back up. Like, his foot gets cut off and he slowly bleeds to death. Yes. Yep. He gets brought down by a door and a single <laughs> single appendage being severed. Not even a whole leg. It's just a foot. <laughs> I think the Wesker we knew door. in Afterlife just grows a new foot. Yeah. And the new foot yes. has, like, four faces that all have teeth inside Absolutely. of the teeth. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this, teeth, teeth this, yep. There's no way this is the same Wesker. No. Maybe no. it's the same Wesker that was in D.C. Because the Could Wesker be. from D.C. was landing at the hive, right? Right. But this is this is not the Wesker we met on the Arcadia. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. No way. Nope. Yeah. 
It's not nearly as geometric. He's exceedingly (laughs) ungeometric and apparently really bad at springing traps. Because he not only fails to kill Alice in the DC trap, he also can't kill Alice in the hive-operated underground bunker in Raccoon City that he has complete and utter control over. Right. Yeah. And he also wakes up Dr. Isaacs instead of just being like, Red Queen, kill all humans now, please. Mm -mm. Like, yeah. Isaacs wakes up and he's like, so the cleansing operation is done? No, we have a problem. I'm an idiot. I'm an an idiot. I don't know how to undo. I'm too stupid to fix this, it turns out. (laughs) Why don't you just kill her? Oh, um, hmm. but instead of that, why don't I lead her here? Exactly. And the the Red Queen... Mm -hmm is on Alice's side. She is yes. told her about the whole humanity's about to end, get to get to the hive. I can't actively help you because I'm not allowed to hurt Resident Evil or uh, I'm not allowed to hurt Resident Evil employees. Yep. Umbrella Corporation employees. <laughs> right. So you need to get here, get the cure, and take out the people in charge who are trying to murder the last humans on the planet. Right. And then the whole thing that makes the Red Queen finally be able to come to Alice with this is like you said, someone uploaded the video of of Isaac's telling his whole evil plan to the board and that created a like malfunction in the red queen's uh, uh programming that's like oh I can't hurt umbrella uh, employees but I also can't let humans go extinct like this is mm-hmm. yep mm-hmm. so that's her, that, her main goal was to preserve life I mean that was yes. why she murdered the entire facility in the first movie it wasn't because mm-hmm. she was I mean, it wasn't just because she was very efficiently homicidal. It was to stop the virus from escaping. And so it does make sense that she wouldn't be the one trying to eliminate all of humanity, despite the fact that that was what we were told in the fifth movie. Mm -hmm. And I I, I like that. I liked it. Fuck it. Go ahead. Retcon that shit. I'm for it. I love it. She's trying to preserve humanity, but she can't do it directly. She needs Alice to be able to murder the people who need to be murdered. Ian Glenn was a clone, so was the other Ian Glenn. Now we have an unfrozen one. He's OG, and he's got some sort of software in his head. He's yeah. not hes not T-virus infected. No, he's got brain software that lets him do predictive fight analytics, sort of like uh, Idris Elba in Hobbs and Shaw. Yes, Idris Elba, <laughs> um, Iron Man, or, um, <laughs> or Sherlock like Holmes. Like Sherlock Holmes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Wow. So delightful. Yes, Thank you. Okay, we're purging humanity. Red Queen, super Spartan lethal, but not the bad guy here. And, but wait, but who would have uploaded that secret file that turned the Red Queen against Umbrella Corporation High Command? Megan, who who could possibly have done this? Well, Amber, it was the little girl, Alicia Marcus, who is now, because she has progeria, she now looks like a, a fairly... Um, old woman, but uh, yeah, she um, she did it. Oh my goodness! The co-owner of the Umbrella Corporation itself has turned against the Umbrella Corporation. Yeah, but you know, there's something oddly familiar about this super old woman who also gets unfrozen by Wesker yes. in the end because he um, <laughs> he unfreezes all the board members. Is that what he says? Nope, just those two. Oh, just those, he starts <laughs> with yeah. You're right. You're right. It's just those two. Yep. Perfect. Good idea, Wesker. Good job. Because drama, Megan. He was like, yeah. I'm either going to make a sandwich or 
Defrost the owners of the company. Hmm. Hmm. I am <laughs> hungry. But I can also yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, so so yeah, Elite this is grown up Red Queen. I mean, this is the the Red Queen AI program um lady. You know, she she was designed she I'm not saying that right. <laughs> no, she's she's AI Red Queen Lady. That makes yeah, perfect sense to me. She's grown up Red Queen, you know, lady. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, she's she's yeah. the adult that that the Red Queen was based on the child mm-hmm. of. Yes. That's exactly. also a sentence that doesn't make sense. I can contribute here. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> yeah. So Alicia Marquez is defrosted. She has guilt, deep guilt about letting Isaacs create and exact this terrible plan. Perhaps she wakes up and she looks out on the satellite cam and she's like, oh, um, things look really quite bad out there. Maybe hmm. I shouldn't have let him, you know, <laughs> use my father's genius invention to destroy the earth. Um, so she uploads the video to the Red Queen, creating the conflict in the programming, and the Red Queen recruits Alice to yes. come... And release the virus. What's really interesting, I think, in this is that the 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 Red Queen tells Alice, "I need you to come to Raccoon City. I need you to come to the Hive. I need you to release the airborne antivirus." What she actually needs her to do is kill Isaacs, but she can't <laughs> ask her to do that. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. So that would like, be inflicting harm on on Umbrella. That is so. That's so true. Yeah, so it's a very backwards way of asking. It's like, I know this guy walks around with this in his pocket, and I know y'all don't get along. <laughs> yep. So maybe, just maybe, you could come and just take it out of his pocket for me. <laughs> yeah, Perfectly. Exactly right, yeah. It's just a little old favor. <laughs> oh no he wound up dead oh my stars i did not see that coming <laughs> if only i had the predictive software that he has in his brain <laughs> damn my inefficient programming <laughs> yeah because it's the strike against like obviously the antivirus isn't going to reach around the globe instantly and so the real thing that she had to prevent was the strike against humanity that apparently was happening all at once in 36 hours. Right. And the only way that ended was when she killed Ian Glenn, which let the Red Queen cancel it herself because she right. could countermand yeah. the order. It's like, that is so true. That is airtight, airtight yep. storytelling. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I, yeah, oh, my goodness. I, I, I'm, I'm, my brain is trying to go back to wait. How exactly were all of the human outposts going to be ended by the Red Queen? I was like, oh, maybe it was the satellites, and it's space like space lasers. Then you're definitely down. You're definitely like losing people the whole movie. Like, yep. that 48 hours between DC and Raccoon City. You're just tick, 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 tick. Yeah, down. the number is just going down. It is. Yeah, yeah. it's going back. Like, it, it, you know. Z- zombies are also murdering the rest of the like there's mm-hmm. yeah there's uh yeah. yeah the last bastions of humanity are being attacked on a number of different sides yeah not gonna be a deep genetic pool at the end there just gonna put yeah. that out there no. more of a waiter kind of a kitty kitty pool yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be rough 
But before Alice could even get to the hive, she meets up with Claire Redfield and a, a few other survivors and has one of the best like battles in the whole movie, like real quick, <laughs> just just a real quick outside, you know, Raccoon City battle before she jumps into the hive. Agreed. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> she she gets captured and unconscious at least three times in this. Yes. Uh-huh. It's pretty pretty rapidly. You know, she as she's leaving DC, captured by Umbrella Corporation. That's when she does her, she gets like caught in a tripwire. Doesn't matter. Is she surrounded by five armored dudes with guns and she's hanging by one leg upside down? Oh, they're dead. They're dead and it's awesome. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> it's beautiful. Ian Glenn gets her for a minute after that. And then, oh, she's free. She's in Umbrella. She's in <laughs> Raccoon City. Mm-hmm. And then she gets captured by survivors. Yep. It's okay. But it's good that they captured her because she knows Ian Glenn is on the way there with a zombie army and she has to help them fend him off. I guess. Because it's not like she has a timer to do something else. She has, she, you know, well, she checked and she's got a few hours until humanity has ended so she can help <laughs> these guys. Yeah. Yeah. I'll help you defend this building. I, I also wonder, like, were this... Did, if they'd just been quiet up in their big, like, would the zombies have attacked them? Like, you know, would yeah, they have been Alice... better off just being quiet up in that high rise and Alice went to do her hive business? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't if have... Alice wasn't there, would England bother to attack it? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. He does he does seem to just want to drive around killing people. That's yeah, you make like, a good point. That that clone has lost its mind. Yes. Oh yeah. He's he's gotten extra crunchy and it's delightful. But it, it gives us such a good moment. It gives us the fire waterfalls. Oh, so beautiful. So, so beautiful. Good. Whoever thought of that, well done. The execution, gorgeous. Just Deeply satisfying. You and the catapult, the the flame catapult. I also found found very good. There's there's a whole sort of medieval fortifying a tower scene with the rest of the survivors. Ian Glenn rolls up with his mobile tanks and his zombie army. He's got missiles, but they have a catapult built by Ruby Rose. Yes, <laughs> right. I love I love also like there's something so silly about the fact that like we have a moment to find out that ruby rose's dad used to run a chop shop yes and that's why she's good at building things yes but we don't know what happened to claire's brother no or alice's clone baby nope. or nope. 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 you nope. know nope. Jill mind all those other things we don't have we don't have time for so, that so i have i chop have shop. a theory about um like zombie apocalypse etiquette that um if you know say you were traveling with you know, your friend Jill Valentine, and then the next time you show up, it's just you and not Jill Valentine. I wonder if, like, you don't ask because you just assume they're dead. Like, and maybe it's more painful to say, oh, yeah, they they died horribly by zombie attack. And and maybe in this kind of new zombie apocalyptic, you know, the, the, the mismanners of zombie apocalypses, you, you, you just don't ask. You just... Yeah. Everybody's yes, dead. Just assume tell. they're dead. That's the baseline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Assume yeah. they're dead. And, you know, if you don't have the details, then you don't have to feel the horror at realizing that they ate their friend. It it came to that and they had to eat them. And now they're dead. And now you know the person who's alive is a cannibal. And you just don't want that information. So you just neglect to ask. Oh, how'd he die? Zombie bite. How'd he die? Zombie bite. 
Howdy da zombie bite. It's 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 become mm-hmm. the small talk of the yeah. zombie apocalypse. Zombie it's bite. Like, meh. Had to shoot him in the head. Zombie bite. Had to shoot him in the head. Zombie bite. Had to... He was a dick. Honestly, he was a fucking dick. He was a dick <laughs> and I shot him. I tell people he got bitten by a zombie, but I fucking shot him because fuck that guy. <laughs> that should that should be the story of LJ. <laughs> that's that's who I was thinking of. How did you Aww. know? Yeah, you, you have the the tower last stand with the oh the gasoline waterfalls just dumping four streams of gasoline down on the enroaching zombies, setting it on fire, and just watching it from above pour down like liquid lava to destroy <laughs> them. Yeah. And yes. then she goes to Ian Glenn's tank, pours gasoline inside of that, and sets that bitch on fire, too. And it just looks like a fire monster, just yeah. spewing flames out of every it's, orifice. It's, yeah, it's it's brilliant. It's two things that, like, as we were, um, yeah, as we were watching it, <laughs> the, the, the stream of text is just read, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> it's it was it was it was poetic, right? Because Ian Glenn's character is talking about, like, the cleansing the cleansing of the earth and then you get this cleansing mm-hmm. of the zombie army with the fire yeah so yes mm-hmm. we fight back the also nice thing is that um we get more uh fodder for people to go ahead and come with uh alice and then die in the hive oh, yes gosh. we do yep and and one of the many methods in which that fodder is killed off is with the return of our beloved our much missed Zombie dogs. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Didn't have them a last whole movie. They're back. Army of Seberus. They say release the Seberus, and you're like, is that one thing? Is that like a liquor, like a giant thing? And then it's like, oh no, there's a whole bunch of dogs. <laughs> Zombie dogs. Whole bunch. dogs. Yep. And they've gotten bigger, and they've gotten mm-hmm. more alien teeth face things. Yep. <laughs> they have evolved, and it's beautiful. It's, yeah, the, the, the whole stopping by the, the collection of survivors who happened to be post up in Raccoon City was, was mostly about cool scene, good hand-to-hand fight between Mila Jovovich and one of Ian Glenn's dudes, uh, played by Lee Jun Gi, which was great. Like, legit yes. martial artist versus Mila Jovovich. That was awesome to watch. And then, yes, picking up bodies to die horribly as they make their way through the hive. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I, I think there was one more point, and that was just one more reminder of every time Alice has walked towards the crows circling the buses, right? She's walked, she's she's seen people stranded in the middle of LA, surrounded by zombies, and decided to land her plane there. So there's this moment where they release a person who is still a person. She's running in front of the zombie army. Yes. And Alice is like, open the gate. Like what she's willing to sacrifice to save one person, the risk she's willing to take to help one person are very, hum- it's very humanizing of her. And mm-hmm. I think it's, it gives us that one more moment to like really see her as this like shining hero as she's on this this quest to to finalize this this event. And it I think, you know, they're setting up the whole movie to make you think that we're losing Alice in this movie, right? There's no way she's making it out. The T virus, when they release it, it's gonna kill the antidote's gonna kill her. But it it it's definitely like playing into like the hero 
complex oh, yeah. that we have about Alice for sure. Yeah. Yep. So the fact that she never stopped valuing human life throughout all of this, that in not just human life, not just the numbers, like it's not just about saving the most people. It's everybody needs to be saved or we can't save anyone kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Like if I let that right. woman die, yeah. who am I? If I don't try for her and blow up the zombies behind her with precision explosion barrels. I yeah. absolutely I don't care if this I don't care if this daughter is a clone. We're saving this daughter. Right. I mean, all of you are dying while I save her, but <laughs> exactly. Her. We're going to lose Sorry, lots Barry. of you while we try mm, to yeah. save this one woman from zombies. We're all safe in here if we keep the gate up. But there is that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Nobody thought about just like a rope you could throw down. Motor skills to hold on to the rope, you know, it's fine. Yeah, her fine. her fate was sealed, right, by by clone Isaacs anyway, no matter what. Like, yeah. Yep. Yeah, and it's the same deal plays out with, with Ruby Rose. Like, as they enter the hive, there's, you know, Wesker activates propellers, sucking them inside to the razor sharp, choppy, choppy, choppy. Ruby Rose loses her grip. Alice catches her. Ruby Rose loses her grip. Alice catches her. It goes on for a solid 90 seconds, maybe yeah. two minutes mm -hmm. of her struggling mm -hmm. to keep Ruby Rose out of these propellers. And she doesn't. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, <laughs> I know we've made jokes before about, especially in the fourth movie in the prison, when you lose people, <laughs> just very little reaction. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I feel like in this one, they really made the effort to even though there's almost no character development, Ruby Rose is like the one person you get any backstory for. And you know everybody who comes down here is going to die. It still matters when they die. <laughs> yeah, right. There is there is something to like, even if like maybe you get so hardened in the zombie apocalypse that you can't like you can't keep shedding tears for people. But the fact that she still tries every time is the thing yeah. that makes the difference. And why Wesker didn't just leave that, like, propeller on for, you know, you know, three hours and just <laughs> have them all not be able to leave that room um, and or die the to the propeller. The power is erratic. The power is okay. erratic. Okay. All right. That, good point. Very good point. Explain-ish. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. It was probably a huge drain. And, uh, yeah, had to keep other systems running. He okay. needed a ham sandwich. He got bored. Who knows? Wesker's okay. not a bright man. Yeah, he's not. He had to go. He had to he turn likes, off that. He to likes go wake the Bologna. <laughs> That's yep. true. He's more of a, Bol a Bologna man. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fair point. He likes mm -hmm. the processed meats. I. So we're in. Yeah, she's no. in. She's only lost mostly everybody. There's the the. I I really kind of enjoyed the sequence of going into the hive. Yes, parts, it was obviously ludicrous, but it's, ah, scary propellers. Okay, now we're in the ducks. Oh, shit, the ducks can just flip you into little rat tunnels. One of them leads to a chasm. One of them leads to a scary meat locker area with a new type of zombie yeah. humanoid. And it's wild. And one of them leads to a cage, I yeah, guess. A glass cagey thing, yeah. Mm -hmm. A glass cage. It's, I, I liked that. It kind of had almost a, not like a saw aspect to it, but... You know, maybe one of those horror movies where they supernaturally are able to just like separate the team and put them in yes. their own horror rooms, and mm -hmm. I like that. It was, it was, you know, yeah. Little, I mean, that's creepy, basically chilling. Yeah. Basically, what they were doing, yeah. And uh, yeah, everybody, everybody dies. Everybody dies except mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. Claire, of course. We know Claire. Right. We love Claire. She has to make it at least for a while. Yep. And uh, this other random guy who Claire was hooking up with, who was yep. one of the survivors, and it's, it's weird 
um, that he's still alive when everybody else dies. Except he's the mole, so of course he's, he's still alive. Mole. Yep, and that's how <laughs> Alice says that's how she figured it out because <laughs> he was still alive. <laughs> can, can I ask a question that I I honestly didn't understand? Like why why was he a mole? Like he was a mole from when he was living on top of that tower, and then expect they expected to have him play a role in the like what why yeah H- how at what point did he at what become point a yeah. uh, maybe maybe he was gonna help them kill them in 12 hours i think i think the answer here is clear this is a person who was cryogenically frozen as part of the masses, mm-hmm. right? All of the rich people, all of the umbrella people. This is the guy that was going to do all of the laundry. Uh. And they defrosted him and they were like, okay, dude, you don't get to survive the cleansing operation to do our laundry for eternity unless you go be the mole. So here's the location of the tower. Psh, psh, go solve this problem for us. That's gorgeous. Yeah. That's, yeah. I feel like that's there. Perfect. Perfect. Yep. That was laundry guy. Explains everything. Yep. Up. Earning his no, place no idea. in the new world we have order. No idea. Yeah. <laughs> and how did the how? Red Queen know? I don't know. He has yes. He has super super secret walkie talkies in his brain. I mm-hmm. don't know. There is no explanation for how he is a mole. Yep. For how he's a mole or why he or is a mole. What he's a mole of. Like yes. it doesn't make sense he's a mole until he's he's there with Alice. In the hive. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. 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 Uh- just after letting her plant charges in the cryo chamber where all of the Umbrella Corporation people are sleeping. Yeah, so there are thousands. Like, the you know, it's not a small number of people. There are thousands of people in cryogenically frozen things. And yeah, mm-hmm. Alice definitely just goes around planting uh, little little bombs. Yeah, uh, she's, she's, she yeah. intends to kill every single one of them as she once she accomplishes her goal of getting the antivirus. She's going to murder every single person who intended to benefit from this apocalypse yeah yeah because her her value system is clear yeah Mm -hmm. human life and just above that revenge (laughs) exactly yeah (laughs) yeah and that's why i love her (laughs) (laughs) i mean the the optics of murdering thousands of cryogenically sleeping people it's i don't it is a little rough it, there's something a little rough in that for me for sure especially yeah. knowing that we started at 4472 and it's just been right tick tick tick, tick ticking down the whole movie yeah yeah it's, it's like no there goes your diversity <laughs> yeah save the sperm at the very um. least save the sperm <laughs> The eggs. The eggs and, are more yeah, important. Yeah, eggs too. That's true. Yeah. There are many fewer women in the apocalypse. Yeah, that's true. These people have killed seven I, billion people. Yes, and like, and they make that clear, and they make it like, I mean, you have to also think like, there are people who like evil parents who brought their like kids and you know nephews and whatever into the cryogenically sleeping things. But yes, I, they make it very clear that. These, Fuck these those are evil. spoiled little okay, fucking yep. private school bitches. Sure. They deserve okay. to die. <laughs> this film, this film definitely has some socioeconomic kind it's of fair. overtones, yeah. and even some very strong gender play. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Mm. Um, when the Red Queen and Alicia Marquez and 
Alice are all like making their stand against Isaacs. He calls them the Trinity of bitches. He does yep. say that. Mm-hmm. And, yep. and like everything about Isaacs at this point is just exuding this sort of like, you know, righteous white male privilege attitude that he has towards mm-hmm. everything. Like, oh, people are destroying my planet. I can't handle these people. I'm just going to wipe them off the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, but I, the moment that I was just like feeling the privilege ooze out of the screen and just Ugh, coat me and disgustingness was when he called them the trinity of bitches yes absolutely yeah. i was like yeah agreed i will be throwing ping pong balls at that moment yes <laughs> for sure <laughs> save some of my lj balls for you yep <laughs> yep and i think it also by calling it out like that by juxtaposing it kind of with that it, it does do a good job of highlighting the fact that this is at its core has always been about fucking strong badass women yeah <laughs> tearing down right. the plans of rich white dudes right yep. yeah um and it's it, it, of course it's especially loaded because as it turns out mm. oh my goodness twist 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 alice isn't the og alice alice is a clone alice is a clone y'all yep. alice is a clone of alicia marcus yes the 50% owner of the Umbrella Corporation, the mm-hmm. template for the Red Queen. Alice is the Red Queen. Yeah. Everybody. It's amazing. It's such an amazing, like, the, the trio of bitches is one genetic person. Like, it's an AI form of them. It's the OG one, and it's the clone. It's great. Yep. Yeah. So Isaacs, in theory, Isaacs created Alice. Right? Right? Like, he says that to her. I created you. Mm-hmm. Why? We, we don't know why. Like, it's presented in earlier films as, you know, Alice and the Nemesis, potential weapons. Potential cure. Yeah. It, it, yeah. I mean, in one, you know, in that one that um, he was creepily making many, many Alice clones and having them run, you know, a little Alice maze, um, he he seemed to be looking for like a you know another alice that can like control the virus in her system but like if he's looking for that or if he's looking like did they start this whole thing without a cure they must have had the cure beforehand right yeah i mean they, carlos they, gets the cure they had the cure in the first movie right yeah true it's, right 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 none of that matters yeah <laughs> true um, I think it was. I think it was about control. He he cloned the little girl that he'd always been able to control before, whose father she murdered. So he's just like, yeah, I'll make another one of you, and then make it work for me and do my bidding. <laughs> mm-hmm. Fuck you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, his yeah. whole evil plot is about control, right? Yeah. Yep. Like, I'm not gonna let the apocalypse happen to me. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna cause the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm the apocalypse now. Exactly. I, I don't know. Is that not? <laughs> no, it's that's good. Not anything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I I like I like that they bring him down. I like I think I think I think the fist fight, like the 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 big final fist fight between Mila Jovovich and and Ian Glenn is kind of hilarious because mm-hmm. she's she's essentially gone up against classically trained martial artists and and she herself has been doing this for years, fifteen years of just training and and action scening mm-hmm. ian glenn less so and yeah. so the fact that like the yes. big fight is him throwing her around like a doll is 
vaguely absurd, but still very entertaining. It, I mm-hmm. think that's why they had to give him these, uh, like, tech upgraded, like, uh, um, yeah, combat precog abilities, because otherwise you would not believe that he could <laughs> touch Mila Jovovich. Right, yeah. He's got some really good defrost tech on his cryogenic freezing, too, because he's, like, fully functional, ready to rock. My software, like, somehow I knew when I decided to create the apocalypse that somebody wasn't going to like me and I was going to be able to, like, need to fight hand-to-hand in my in my post-cleansing world. Yeah. Yep. No. His software's got him on lock. Yeah. Let's just say that. Absolutely. <laughs> and he's using his environment. We, we wind up in the original Red Queen laser hallway. How could we yes. not? How could, How could we, we not? not? I, we it brought in the filthy. dogs. Mm-hmm. We gotta have the. F- it is. It is filthy. Every time the lasers go down, they like burn a path through it's the great. filth. It's, it's, it's. I like it. Fantastic. Yeah, it's it's and then you know the laser stops, so they do their fight. They smash through the walls of it. I remember Megan being like, "They could just break the walls. <laughs> like, could, why didn't they just whole do that?" Time, they could just—it's glass. <laughs> they could just break through that shit. Fuck. I feel like that really would have saved a lot of human life, but okay. <laughs> And Alice is, is, she's not doing well. She's getting her ass handed to her. Everything's terrible. He's got her on her knees. She's done. He grabs her hand as the lasers are coming at them yeah. and just burns off four of her fingers. It's, and you're like, no. It's Alice, terrible. Alice, why? And then as he just leaves her there in a, in a heap and he just he's gloating over her, she smiles and laughs and said, is that all you've got? And then throws a pin at his feet. Of course. Of course she wouldn't just let him burn her fingers off for no reason. Oh, no, folks. That was her distraction. She stuck a grenade in his pocket. Yes. Yep. Willing to sacrifice these fingers. But the grenade is somewhat magical because it doesn't so much explode (laughs) as implode within him. Mm -hmm. Which is good because um, they're in a sealed facility (laughs) underground and he has the airborne antidote in his pocket pocket. on the other side of his torso he already like threatened to drop on the ground to break it like like, oh god that's why she put the grenade on the other side of his torso yeah Mm -hmm. yeah she's real good with left and right yep Mm -hmm. real good thanks alice so funny so Alice gets the anecdote. Antidote. I keep saying anecdote. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Alice gets the antidote. She takes this very dramatic elevator ride towards the surface. You know, she's going to go, she's going to release it. That's going to kill everything with the T virus, which right now, like at the surface, like I don't see what the risk is. Like everyone that was in that building, I know the zombie army is up there following. Uh, their their spiritual guide um isaacs <laughs> you know as he as he flees the tank but like i don't know what the urgency is to get up there because really again what she needs to do is kill isaacs so that the red queen doesn't have to listen to him but luckily for us she goes up to the surface isaacs reboots and follows her so that she can kill him up there. Yeah. Yep. I guess w- one of the things is they left a dead man's switch with Wesker for the blowing up of, like, essentially the entire Hive facility, right? Yep. Or yeah. Or at least yep. the clones and all that kind of stuff. So I guess she, she does want to rush up there because, um, <laughs> I mean, one of the, one of the great th- 
things that happen is um, uh, OG Alice, uh, I guess Alicia, um, fires Wesker and um, immediately the Red Queen, you know, attacks him with a door, which is fantastic. Um, And then the conversation that (laughs) OG Alice and and Wesker have (laughs) as they're both waiting to die is very good. Help yep. me. Help me. <laughs> to which Alicia responds, you don't need help. You're dying. Get on with it. Get on with it. <laughs> and it's, I love, Alice has that great moment with Claire where like the mole does his thing and then Alice incapacitates him. And he's like, don't kill me. I didn't have a choice. And she's like, I'm not going to kill you. Claire comes in behind him, shoots him in the face. And then Wesker, meanwhile, lost his foot Alice hands him the switch and she's just like, you hold on to that, sweetie. <laughs> and just walks away. Yeah. And like, yep. it's not just going to blow up the facility. She put those charges on the sleeping thousands of people. So technically, she's not killing them. Wesker is. You make a good point. By failing to keep his blood in his body. Yeah, come on, Wesker. <laughs> she's She's not going to stay there to... Make sure everything goes well with this facility and people are woken up and deprogrammed from wanting to destroy everything else in the world. She's got a random clone child to save and then not raise. Yep, exactly. So she's, she's got things to yep. do. She has things, things to do. do. She's got to release that antivirus. Luckily, yes, get followed by Ian Gunn and then murder the shit out of him, which actually is ultimately what saves all of the leftover people. <laughs> the Red Queen pops up. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, thanks for killing him. That's ultimately what I needed you to do. But yeah, but it isn't Alice yes, that kills thank him. Thank you. Yes, please. It is not Alice that kills him. Oh my goodness. No. Oh, it's so poetic. It's so poetic. So the clone, the the religious zealot clone that has been traveling the desolate world, killing people, recruiting people, creating a zombie army sees the original Isaacs and the original Isaacs is just like I'm you you idiot except like with all of the arrogance and superiority of Isaacs Mm -hmm. and the clone just calls him he's just like you're an abomination and just like super like prison style just Just stab 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 the shit out of him yep he is properly shanked yes yes religious zealot (laughs) Isaacs murders OG Isaacs. Yeah. <laughs> he kills himself in his own arrogance and megalomania. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yep. And then they're both, I think, devoured by hi- by the um, undead, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. The undead, they, they stop right there, feet away from Alice. No. Um, Alice drops the antivirus. The wind, the wind is in her favor. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Knocking down the waves and waves of zombies. It's, it's it's beautiful. Like it's there's a moment. Okay, just because I'm kind of in this mindset of this religious zealot Isaacs, the as the zombies fall, it looks like they're worshiping Alice. It does. Like it really does. That's a very good point. Yeah, the way that they all are laid out. Mm-hmm. Yep, like they're they bowing fall before her yeah. at her feet. Yes. Mm-hmm. Queen of the T-Virus. And we're told, we're led to believe that because she has the T-Virus in her system, and since it's going to kill everything with the T-Virus, she going to die. The Red Queen has told yeah. her this, and she right. did it anyway. Yep. 
Mm-hmm. But she's not dead. Alicia yeah. is dead. She she stays behind in the facility and enjoys the explosion. Yes. She's yes. done. She doesn't want to do it anymore. Yes. But somehow Alice being willing to release the antivirus despite having the virus and thinking that she was going to die was a test for Alice? <laughs> yeah. Hmm. <laughs> they had just, to know. Like, Alicia's like, I just really wanted to make sure you're a better person than I am. Oh, ye who has been traveling the world, saving random people in random places. Well, I've been here frozen with these assholes. Just, just you know, double, I had to check. triple, fortuple checking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, there's like a little moment. Claire's like little meager objection. Like, Alice, you can't. It's like, shut up. Yeah, shut up, Claire. <laughs> Wait, I, We're doing this. <laughs> I, I can't. I mean, it's literally the entire world or me in this scenario. And there's a good chance the zombies will kill me anyway. At so some point, yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you mean I can't? What are you, Claire? What's your, what is your role here? Yeah. So silly. Yeah. I mean, I guess she must have lost her brother at some point, And Alice is all she has left mm-hmm. after she discovered her brother at an unlikely place and then lost him somewhere and then never she mentions him. him again she ate him yeah turns out she I really mean, hated her brother uh she could have gone to therapy with her boyfriend mm-hmm. figured it out worked right. it out you know promise me you'll never be brainwashed by an evil corporation again and maybe <laughs> this marriage can work no <laughs> the only thing she has left is alice yeah and alice keels over and then wakes up she fine. <laughs> yep. she's fine she's totally fine everybody it's 100 percent fine not only that, but um, Alicia uh, has um, uploaded all of her memories, because that's a thing you can do, into a contact lens. And now Alice has these memories of childhood, of Alicia's childhood. So, you know. Yeah. Something besides her traumatic memories of being in the hive, escaping the hive, watching everyone die in the hive. <laughs> Right. Yes. <laughs> like all all we've the only memories we've given you are the traumatic ones. You're you're welcome. And then she rides off into the sunset on a motorcycle. Yeah, it's very good. We find out no, the world isn't instantly cured of the T virus. We still have to wait for it to dissipate, to travel the world. Somehow that again, that four thousand four hundred and seventy two we started with. We'll still be counting down oh, and yes. ticking down yep. mm-hmm. as as atmospheric circulation does its job. But here we are, having finally defeated Umbrella. And leaving it open for another um, another sequel, which <sighs> apparently there was going to be a TV show. No, uh, I, I did not know that. Yeah, I don't know that that's actually happening anymore, but it, it was a possibility. No, they're rebooting the whole series. Yes. Yep. I'm not watching any of them. Yeah. My mind cannot be changed. This is the world I live in. The topsy-turvy world of the original series. So, on the rock scale, regrettable, outstanding, craze balls are K. What do you read this movie? Craze balls. Excellent. Absolutely. <laughs> completely craze balls. Mm-hmm. The one craze balls to rule them all. <laughs> the one craze balls to retcon them all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, this is the most passive aggressive of all the movies. Like, please come release the antivirus. 
And in the process, we'll have to kill Isaacs. That's what I really need. Mm-hmm. Not going to mention that. But I, I can't. I um, can't say that out loud. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's it's funny because you know when we we started this movie, and I was like, I don't know what my life is after this. Um, and I still kind of feel that way. I feel like it's it's been such a wild ride, so much adventure, so much suspending any sort of like part of your brain that wants to do something logical and just having fun watching this woman kick ass. I don't know if there's a new way to describe the craze balls that is this entire series, this entire franchise, but um, it's just a lot of fun. Like, don't think about it too much. Just enjoy it. Wesker's not in this one. Everything's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Amber, what about you? Oh yeah, no, this is 100% craze balls. This is this is Michael. Michael described the series as a, as a U shape. You know, like it's you start at the pinnacle of of the first movie, and you just kind of go down and then back up again. And this is, I feel like this for me might be my second favorite one, potentially. It may just be because it's the only one I hadn't seen before and just the inrush of beautiful visuals and ridiculous story and action. And it was just, I liked it. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was deeply entertaining and bonkers. And yeah, I I feel like it it kind of... (laughs) I've never seen a movie series go full camp like it did in four mm-hmm. and five. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then come back out of it to go, no, we're going to go real hard into the mythology and the intensity and the pathos without doing any character development outside of Alice. And it's it and it worked. They fucking did it. Like mm-hmm. I, I, craze balls, extra craze balls plus. Yeah. It's almost, it's almost like they had a little bit of a, identity crisis with what they were making right like trying to be true to the video games and realizing that all the video game people just hate you and the more gamification that you do the more they hate you so just make a movie that you like and 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 put it out there absolutely let it make a few million dollars yeah um let's 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 go full sinister yeah badass ladies Yes, which is the best part. You know, almost every movie ends up with Alice plus at least one other woman kind of like walking away. And yeah, it's amazing. Um, There's an article that's called Resident Evil Doesn't Give a Damn. And I'll miss that. So it's like this wrap up of um, the um, catastrophe of Resident Evil movies. Um, My favorite like little quote in here is Resident Evil brazenly hilariously does not give a damn. I'm going to miss that. And I think that that's like a, I, 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 I feel that, and uh, you know, if 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 you let if you let that part go of trying to make them like make sense and make the fact that people kind of disappear and then come back and then disappear again, you know, don't don't think about that. Just just think about how cool Alice is. Alice is cool. Alice stands up the whole the whole thing alice is relentlessly cool and gritty and like they never they never actually hit op they almost hit op and then they immediately are like take it away yeah we're gonna neutralize that shit and we're gonna be able to just brutalize her again and it will be just a miracle that she's still alive and her own relentless fighting ability and how she can keep taking punches and receiving punches after she's probably broken many Many, all the bones, all the bones and internal organs. Has to be, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I th- I'm really glad that they walked back from that, right? In Extinction, she's getting incredibly powerful, and it starts to become like this white savior trope, you know, like, oh, next thing you know, she's going to be wearing a cape and flying around like Superman. No, they step back from that. They let her be flawed. They let her get hurt. They let her make mistakes and fall into traps. And it's better for it. It's it's It just keeps her a little bit real yeah 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 i i and and it makes it so you don't have to keep escalating how world-endingly rule-breakingly powerful her her enemies wind up being Mm -hmm. yeah and then i mean i there were a lot of hints throughout the movies or a lot of times that i felt like the thing that they were telling us was that you know even in this world where the the earth is covered in zombies and zombies are roaming everywhere the thing that's most dangerous is actually still like a person with an evil plan this the the insidiousness of the umbrella corporation that kind of rides all the way through like the decision to spontaneously marry that with extremism and extremist views like it it makes sense it like it ties up very neatly like there is no there is almost nothing scarier than people who think that they are doing the right thing by cleansing the earth, mm-hmm. right? Like thinking that they have a mandate to do it, thinking that it is justice for them to do it, just it makes it so much easier to justify atrocities. And like human history teaches that over and over and over again, right? Um, so they sort of brought that insidiousness into the series which which adds like i mean it it very much ties into it to kind of the hinting that they've been doing all the time about about the evil plan but they they really let that part be front and center this time rather than like a punchline at the end after all the gamification they really kind of left that taste in your mouth of like the scariest thing is is other people. people yep Rich, privileged people who think they have the answer and have the power to enact their plan. Yeah, that is, that was what they essentially just said it was. Mm -hmm. They just came right out and said, yes, we did this on purpose. We did it for these reasons. These zombies are not the, the, the apocalypse. They're just a tool of it. We always could have stopped it. We (laughs) decided not to. We literally slept through it in luxury ice coffins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and as soon as we woke up, we went straight for the decanter that was placed in our first class underground cabin. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, is, it is pretty remarkably sinister and, and just so too on the nose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's... It is the it is the you know zombie movie equivalent of redistricting, mm-hmm. <laughs> voter yeah. suppression, yeah. right? Yeah, there wouldn't have been the umbrella corporation if these movies were made today. It would just be like the Q Corporation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't want to do anything about this pandemic. Let's just tell you when there is no pandemic. <laughs> Ooh, problem solved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There is no zombie apocalypse. Oh, so I don't have to worry about it? That's cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> These people coming through my house trying to eat me or just, ooh, that's uh, that's Antifa. 
So not zombies. <laughs> definitely not zombies. Um, definitely not. Definitely Antifa. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I made myself sad. <laughs> They'd have a hard time blaming this on Black Lives Matter, though, because the casting of the extras that played the zombies was not incredibly diverse. Uh, no. 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 Twas not. Which is okay. It's fine. It's okay. It's, I actually find, like, black people as zombies way scarier than white people as zombies. And I think part of it is just, like, I've seen myself really drunk and I feel like that's what I look like. <laughs> Truly chilling. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Excellent. So craze balls. Craze balls. Megan. Do you have an Abby story? I do. Um, so uh, Thursday night is a story night with Abby. Uh, we're doing it on Zoom currently. And so I read her a story. And uh, then afterwards, we were talking a little bit. And uh, I asked her, well, what was the most fun thing you did all day? And she immediately said, reading stories with you. And it was really sweet. Oh, I, I think it was the most recent thing she yeah. had done. <laughs> it's the most recent thing she had done. That sounds more but, like laziness than truth. But the way yeah, she said it. So. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like magical to think that you can make someone's day in, in just a few minutes like that by doing something so easy as reading a story, yep. right? Yep. It is magical. It is lovely. I make everyone's day just by getting up in the morning and sharing myself with the world beautiful mm -hmm. like actually you know your daily photos that you send out of your eyebrows totally <laughs> makes my day <laughs> see just saying that makes it that i'm probably gonna start doing that to you and you've brought it on yourself <laughs> yes i have this um lovely little bubble i'm in with sneha right now so michael made us each Magic the Gathering decks. Sneha has like an amazing ability to learn new things. She learns things very quickly. She's very geometric. Um, but so she's learning Magic the Gathering. So she has a deck that's black and white and she can tap the different colors of mana and, you know, figure out how much she needs to spend to bring things in. Um, and this is just between yesterday and today. But the really like magical thing is that Michael made all these decks just out of commons and uncommon cards and mostly commons and I don't play a lot of red and green so I picked red and green as the colors that I would play for this deck and I didn't build it but Michael built it and and it has these great colors which are you know tend to have cheap cards but sorry the point is I'm in this perfect little bubble because this deck that I had nothing to do with is just better than the others so Sneha right now like has this like fangirl thing about me. She thinks that I just always win Magic the Gathering. <laughs> it's like one of my proudest moments as a mom. I'm like, yes, I do keep winning. I, do. I, mean <laughs> I am fantastic. <laughs> Mommy, you're so good at this just, game. Yeah, yes, I am. That's a good point. Yeah, mm -hmm. me picking up seven cards and then reading them. I'm so good. <laughs> Oh, that's so good. I'm not going to burst the bubble. Yeah. I'm going to let it, oh, let it ride. I'm so glad she enjoys playing. That's amazing. It is. It's a it's a real point of pride for the block parents. Yes. Excellent. It's like, yes. How nerdy and weird can we make you? <laughs> that means Abby's, what, only a year away from 
being able to join and then and then Abby and Sneha can have you know distanced magic games like you guys oh, do be amazing. just taking pictures of your moves mm-hmm. <laughs> yep well, that's true it's beautiful it's so beautiful <laughs> I love how I'm terrified of that actually happening <laughs> <laughs> not outside the realm of possibility but okay this is it man yeah. this, is, this is it we're done yeah, I don't. It's time to get off the bus. Well this is this is where the ennui came from. I started on weed and now I'm finishing on weed. I don't know. I don't feel so much ennui as just like a, like a, like post Thanksgiving sit back with my belly out kind of satisfaction. Mm-hmm. Slight slight tinge of dread because I overdid it a little bit. Yep, but, yep. But also just like yeah, that happened. It was good. That's how I feel. I'm 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 letting a notch and making a notch in my buckle for this one, guys. Excellent. A notch in my belt. That's I, such a healthy way to look at it. I, I think I'm just gonna sit with my transitional anxiety though and just like really stew <laughs> about like something ending mm-hmm. and then there's nothing. There's just a void. I don't know what happens next. I'm gonna everybody's gonna go away and it's just gonna be darkness. It's just darkness and no resident evil. <laughs> oh boy. So, you know, two different ways to approach this. Megan, yeah. what are you going to go with? Um, I think I'm going to um, probably go to sleep. Yeah, good plan. Yeah. If you go to sleep, you know what I'm going to do. I'm just, I, I've been having too much time alone, and I've been watching too much Boston Legal. <laughs> You're welcome. I, need I told you to s- not to. I told you not to watch Blacklist. How did that work out, Megan? Mm, poorly. This show is James so bad. You, you know how this all started? It started with the blocks um, and Stargate, and uh, yeah, yeah, too much James Spader. I, and then I looked out, I, I looked Spader. for James Spader in every single location, and he's been in some terrible TV shows. <sighs> it, yeah. it's, it's not just him. Candace Cameron's in it too, and she's great. Candace Bergen. Candace Bergen's and it's two and she's great. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a yeah, Candace. she's fantastic. She's so Murphy good Murphy Brown in it. is in it. Yes. No, Candace Bergen, yeah. Betty White, the oh, fuck? So good. I can't with this. And now I'm going to watch more and I'm not going to like it. And it's, okay, we're going with food analogies. This is, I went to the fair <laughs> and mm-hmm. I ate all the things. Mm-hmm. It wasn't Thanksgiving. So there was nothing. Love did not go into the making of this food. Food did not go into the making of this food. <laughs> They are food mm-hmm. objects made mostly of grease and sugar. I ate all of them. I went home, and now I'm trying to think, huh, that's inside me now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, that is not enriching. That's gonna, And that's going to have lasting consequences. Mm-hmm. It's not like, you know, tonight is over and tomorrow is going to be fine. I'm going to wake up, and this is what I'm going to be fueled on. My body is mad at me. I have carnival <laughs> cancer. I don't know. Oh, God. <laughs> That's what Boston legal is. Yeah, I mean, that's, oh my goodness, is that right? Oh man! In like the spirit of things, we don't recommend. <laughs> I, I really, I had such a disdain for bones. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Like I hated it so much. I used to like. There was a time when I was in graduate school and I was having really bad insomnia, and so I would put on bones. Because I found it very boring, but then, like, I also found myself hate watching it. Yeah, (laughs) it was just like 
the character was supposed to be this like world-renowned brilliant scientific woman and then like everything outside of her like actually looking at bones her thinking was so unscientific and so like illogical that it was just like oh (laughs) like you tried you tried to write like a brilliant world-renowned scientist and a ditzy blonde who doesn't quite know she's pretty into the same person yes Mm -hmm. and i'm sorry it didn't work for me i just like would hate watch it and so like sometimes i would actually fall asleep because it bored me to pieces (laughs) and then other times i would sit up and just be like ah Ah! it's like so angry awesome oh my goodness oh man so you're saying you'd like to guest on our on our uh, other podcast called bad to the bones in which we are watching all the boneses oh my gosh i no right here right now conclusion has been reached if if i ever ever agree to do bad to the bones Mm -hmm, it will only be if adrian is a permanent co-star yeah i I mean yes absolutely those are now my legally binding stipulations i did i completely on board with those stipulations yep so uh okay anti-recommendations then there we go don't watch boston legal don't watch bones or blacklist (laughs) yep or blacklist people (laughs) or blacklist you're welcome (laughs) well our work here is done Mm -hmm. megan adrian it's been a delight it has been wonderful um and i'll close like i always close everyone to say these words that i have said to you every time which is it's only the tree loaded with fruits that people throw rocks at what that was very bones of you megan what are they trying to say with that are they is, is that like a metaphor that they're trying to be like, hey, don't have stuff that people want or they'll hit you and take it. <laughs> I think Be so, a yeah. non-fruiting tree. Mm-hmm. Be a non-fruiting tree, everyone. That's like, it sounds like being a man. Be a man. <laughs> I am a fruiting tree. <laughs> you are a fruiting tree. That's, that, that is true. Well, that means you're just asking for it. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. That's what you just said, Megan. I was just reading a quote. People only throw rocks at the fruiting trees. Oh, boy. It's their own fault for growing <laughs> delicious, luscious fruit that they want to sink their teeth into. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye, Megan. Bye.